Welcome back to another episode of Being at Work. I'm your host, Andrea Butcher, and I think today's episode will really resonate with you. It's a story of leading through chaos and change. Jill Mullins is the Director of Human Resources at Pendrick Capital Partners. Within her first week at the company, she was tasked with uniting several cultures by unraveling decentralized human resource systems and transitioning multiple companies off of two different professional employer organization PEO models. And she had to build relationships internally and externally, all in a remote environment. Listen into this example of leadership and partnership. The journey to find an all-in-one, right-sized platform to promote collaboration, foster development, and enhance employee engagement. So Pendrick can continue to make well-informed decisions to attract and retain talent and increase productivity. So I I actually joined Pendrick Capital Partners in January of 2020. So lots of exciting things were happening uh, with the organization at that time. We had an investment by a private equity company. And then pretty much I think it was within the first week that I was here, the company closed on purchasing one of the entities that's part of our organization today. So it became quickly like a 315-person company from what started as kind of a small company of 50 people. So I became the first leader of HR for the company at that size. So lots of challenges and things to to kind of get my arms around. One, folks not being used to having an HR leader. Two, kind of the idea of bringing really three different entities together and in one combined structure. At the time, we had really two different PEO models that we were on. I remember one of my very first conversations with our CEO, he said, Jill, are we are we off the PEO yet? And I was like, yeah, I've been here like maybe two weeks, right? <laughs> Give me some time. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know, one of the one of the groups that I was working with had this relationship in place with this amazing local PEO that had been part of their professional lives for multiple years, even prior to them having started this last company. And so it was a very much ingrained relationship that was part of their everyday existence. So me coming in was very new to that group. You know, everybody was sort of doing their own thing from timekeeping and payroll to policies, procedures, you know, anything, everything from the HR standpoint was pretty much all different at every entity. So the idea of understanding what was going on out there and kind of figuring out what's important to people, what kinds of things we want to hold on to. I mean, I think one of the things that sold me and brought me to the organization is this great culture that they had developed and thinking about how do I come in and kind of keep that amazing culture alive while making the necessary changes that are required for a growing and scaling company. So we just, I need to stop because we just have to, we have to embrace the magnitude of change. I mean, you, for two straight minutes, you outlined. (laughs) So if it could be changing, it was changing. Absolutely. Everything was changing. Did you come into the organization knowing that that kind of growth and change was on the horizon? I mean, I knew the organization was looking to come together and grow. And I mean, a lot of the emphasis was placed, I think, in the interview process on on really, again, taking the culture of 
the organization that they had recently purchased and kind of being able to spread that amazing culture throughout the different areas of the business. I mean, I knew that. And, you know, I knew there would be things that I would probably be responsible for. But honestly, no. You know, I I think one of our, our leaders here told me, he's like, well, my goodness, Jill, he's like, it's not like we asked you just to come and ride the bicycle. We're asking you to <laughs> sort of build there. So, I mean, an exciting challenge, right? I mean, I knew I've been the kind of person in my career to come into roles that are brand new, newly created, where, you know, you have that opportunity to have an impact and you kind of never know what you're going to get into when you do that. But it's also very exciting because you can definitely have that touch, that feel, that change process happening. And it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. And I love the timing of this because we're, you know, you're a year and a half into all of these changes. And so it'll be really fun to unpack it with you. And, but I want to start with, you know, you in the, in the magnitude of that change. And so you didn't recognize just how significant it would be stepping into it, but, and yet here you are with all of this change, pre, you know, being pressured around how quickly can we make this happen? What was going on in your head? Like, how did you approach it? For me, it was really, I mean, I wanted to get in and understand, well, one, it's a new business for me. So a new industry. So a lot of it was understanding, okay, what is it that we do here? And how do we do it? And what does it look like? And then and then part of it too was understanding, okay, so I, I honestly had never worked with an organization that had been on a PEO model. So understanding, so what was the PE helping us to accomplish? What were the things that we were doing in-house? And I sat down and, and spent a lot of time with our leaders understanding what were the pain points, right? So I heard a lot about benefits. Oh, our benefits are terrible, right? Like we need better benefits, Actually, we'd been using paper time cards on one side of the house for a while. I'm like, wow, yeah. And then understanding, okay, so using the timekeeping system, what were what were the challenges? What what did people kind of want to see and want to be different? You know, we spent some time with the folks that handle training and and onboarding for a majority of our population, and and said, okay, what 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 do you want? What would you love to see? You know, and even as we were shopping, kind of the HR systems and tools. You know, we sat down and kind of, okay, what's important from the timekeeping perspective? What's important from onboarding? Where are we missing out on recruiting? And kind of, you know, we would have a dialogue with those groups and say, how can we help this to be better? And, I, and it was growing my team throughout that process, right? So it was just me at first. And then there was another HR leader that emerged at one of our entities. And then I brought a second HR leader on board. And then we actually brought an intern on board this summer to help us because we realized we were so busy. So it was really important to kind of all of us working together to figure out what the needs were. So I, I hear a lot of understanding. I mean, you keep going that and you started with understanding the business, you know, just at the core, what do we do and how do we do it? And the processes and systems, partnerships that were in place, leaders' pain points and what was important to them our resource needs. So all of those things going on. Navigating external partnerships is a critical leadership skill. Pay attention to how Jill talks about her relationship with Paylocity. These are ingredients for a successful partnership that anyone can learn from. What about for you specifically? I mean, was there ever a moment or a time when you were like, okay, like how am I going to lead through this? So you're doing the right thing, right? You, you're seeking to understand right out of the gate. But what about for you? Like what was going on in your head through all of that? Hey, I mean, I think a lot of it was just 
uncharted territories for me. Like I said, I never had worked with kind of the PEO model. I've never taken three different companies off of two different PEOs and and onto a new platform before. (laughs) So that was brand new. You know, certainly had been through benefit changes and renewals and things of that nature, but really coming up with the right design, right? Because coming off of, you know, different benefit plans they had, it was different populations, they had different needs. So how can we marry some of this together where it makes sense? You know, this group maybe had this benefit over here, but this group had this benefit. So how can we combine all of that together and make it better for the majority of the folks, right? I mean, you're never going to, you know, someone's going to lose out, but hopefully, hopefully not in a significant way, right? So we wanted to make sure that with the change, that it was a positive change and people viewed it that way. We had trouble. I mean, the year before in our renewals, we had, you know, medical loss ratios that were high. We had things like um, participation rates that were low. So how do we overcome that and how do we get to that next level? And I think for me, working with, you know, kind of engaging and working with that executive team was important, right? I needed their buy-in and I needed their support because I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I knew I needed our leader, our CIO to kind of help from an IT perspective in case I needed integration support or data support. I knew I needed our chief compliance officer from a security perspective. I knew I needed him to buy into any new software and things we brought on board that he was comfortable with, you know, the level of security there. I knew I needed our CFO and and not even just our CFO, but that accounting and finance team to come along with me because as you move off of a PEO, it's not just about the HR side of the house. It's about the accounting and finance piece coming alongside, you know, whether it be taxes, the payroll side of the house. And, you know, we ended up hiring a payroll accountant through this process. And that that person didn't end up starting with us until the first week that we ran payroll with the new payroll company. So can you imagine? So there was so much to do. You know, so much data that comes from, it wasn't like we were just coming off of another HR system onto Paylocity as our new system. It was, we were coming off of two PEOs that ran very differently. And I mean, you know, I always tell Paylocity, I know we're special because we were, but we brought a lot of challenges. We had a lot of questions. I wrote down and I came up with lists of things that I wanted to ask or ensure that we had in place. And in my communications to our leaders, I said, here are the things that are going to be changing. Please let me know if you feel like we're missing anything, right? Because I was so concerned. There were points where like, okay, what am I not thinking about? I didn't want to have any inadverted misses on on changing things over so that people you know, felt comfortable that we had thought of every detail, that we had thought of every person and every stakeholder involved in the process. That's amazing. It, it, there's such an incredible relationship focus. Like you clearly recognized you needed others to come alongside you, but then very purposeful about getting buy-in. I mean, I, I love the, the just you asking them, hey, take a look at this and let me know what I'm missing. That shows so much openness and humility I mean, no doubt that did a lot because you're also building relationships as you're leading all these changes. These aren't people that you knew or had worked with before, right? Not at all. And a lot of us were new, right? I mean, I think myself included. And then, you know, we were really building out a leadership team. So, you know, our CIO had started in February of last year. Our CFO had started in July of last year. So we're all sort of new as well to the organization. So yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a big undertaking, but also a big opportunity to kind of 
build out some of those relationships through the process. Yeah. And I love the intentionality around that. I think that is such an important leadership lesson that you can use the change and the newness as an opportunity. Just like the little things you did to connect with and understand people. Well, and the other, because you mentioned earlier too, that there were also these legacy relationships and partnerships that some of these leaders had had and you had to navigate that. I bet that was a bit tricky at times. It was. And I think a lot of it was just understanding the leaders and what's important to them. One leader in particular that had that relationship with with the PEO, um, I think a lot of it for he and I, he had to understand that I cared about the people in the business just as much as he did. Right. And I think once we got to that place, we actually he and I were on a trip together and we were in the car when I had my first kickoff call with Paylocity for our implementation. And I had it on speakerphone. I had my computer up and running. He was driving and, you know, he was listening in and he said to me, he's like, Jill, he's like, this is so exciting. He's like, I'm so excited for this. He's like, I know we were growing kind of out of the PEO model, but now that you've you've made this decision, we're moving forward. Like he was so supportive. And I mean, I needed that support, right? I mean, he was he was the leader of the largest people population and and the folks that were have the greatest impact from this change, right? Like it was all all new. Everything was all new. And for him to see how exciting it was and see that, you know, this change was going to be great. It was amazing. I mean, and he and I continued on that conversation that day. He was, I, I had explained all the benefits. He's like, he's like, Jill, this is really exciting. You're doing a lot of great things for people. So that was a special moment. I feel like when we, when we got to that point. No doubt. What do you attribute that shift to? Like what got him there? A lot of it is, is just the communication that we had back and forth. I mean, and he could see, you know, I would kind of keep him posted about, hey, here's some of the things that I'm looking at, or here's some of the things that I'm exploring, or can you tell me more about, you know, how your people have worked with, you know, the systems or or, or what you valued about this relationship or what you feel like we're missing. And, and you know, a lot of it is just, is really just keeping people informed of the process. And it, it was a lot of change to your point. I mean, we changed anything and everything related to HR. So some of it was just keeping people informed and providing sort of these small snippets of information as I went along and breaking it out into meaningful things. So like first we had to do benefits and then we changed it to timekeeping and then we we got everybody registered and on, on the new system. I mean, and it happened so fast. It happened so fast. So for us to get it done, I mean, I know that leader in particular told me, he's like, you basically pulled a rabbit I'll say out of your hat, but that's not what he said (laughs) because it really what it was. It was like, it was like I was a magician. So it was amazing. Oh, that's what you want, right? Your leaders, you're like, oh my gosh, if you only knew all of the work. How many times I woke up in the middle of the night and wrote something down on my notebook beside me or or came up with an acronym of all, so I could remember all the things that I would wake up the next morning and do. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. How in the world did you keep track of all of this? you know, it was great to have this team, right? Like we, we really helped each other not, I would say, okay, don't let me forget this or, or let's remember this. Or they'd say, oh, remember Jill, we need to think about, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. We need to think about that. But I think we kind of came up with, we had sort of charted out at the beginning of the year. We knew that this change was coming. We just, we weren't sure if we were going to make this change in June of this year, or if it was going to be in January of 2022. But when we got to the place that we knew 
that we could come together on the same benefits and that would make sense. And we came up with kind of a strategy around that. We knew that change needed to happen sooner rather than later. And of course, you know, we were getting some pressure, obviously from our CEO, but also from private equity company to kind of say, yeah, we need to, we need to make this change, right? Like this is going to create huge cost savings. It's, it's going to be the right direction for us to go as we continue to grow in size and scale. So when we, when we came up with our HR goals for the year, we sat down and we mapped out the things that needed to be done. And of course we didn't know all the things that were going to go into it because, you know, we thought we knew, but, but we laid out everything and anything that we thought we needed to address, touch, change. And then we really kind of broke it down among the team to say, okay, I'm going to focus on this. I need you to kind of focus on these other pieces. And really, you know, week to week, we had our team meeting and we talked about, okay, well, how are we, how are we tracking along with this? What does this look like? And it was great to have a partner in Paylocity. Um, you know, they were very much relationship oriented and really helped us through the process. I think anything that we had questions about back and forth, we worked together to incorporate that into our plan. And so, like I said, we already had some thoughts about what we wanted to see, but then there were some decision points that we had to work through. And it was nice kind of having that relationship and them under understanding our pain points. So when we, when we first went out to shop um, new systems, we had come up with a really detailed list of what we wanted from a system. And then we came up with a scorecard of how we were going to score the different systems that we looked at. And, and that really helped us to kind of make those decisions. And then we even referred back to it to kind of go back, okay, we need to ask more questions about how they handled this piece or what they do over here and, and what this looks like. And who all was part of that process of creating the, the scorecard? was really us on the HR team, but I actually shared that with that greater team that I mentioned to you earlier, the CIO, the the CCO, the CFO, and, you know, asked for their feedback too. What what things are you concerned about? What things do you want to see? And so incorporated some of their thoughts there as well and, you know, involved them in the process as, as far as the demos and the, you know, we even went back a couple of times. We said, hey, we need to spend more time with this piece, understanding the payroll piece, or we need to spend more time understanding kind of security and, and how you handle that. We had an interesting situation where our PEOs at the time were both using the same platform and their system went down for over a week while we were shopping. And so because we had that experience, it caused our team to be hyper-focused on, okay, how do you handle system downtime, right? What does that look like? We need assurances that if your system would go down, that you would be able to tell us how you would handle that scenario. So so that was something that happened kind of in between the time that really put a kink in in that to say, oh gosh, we got to, Jill, do you feel comfortable about this? You know, right? And I had to gather a lot more data about that than I might have normally because of that scenario. Because we were building out our finance and accounting team, especially with hiring that payroll accountant, there were a lot of pieces that I had to kind of think about on that side before we brought someone on board and had to work closely with them to help them feel comfortable because they didn't have somebody in place that was handling that, that would ask those questions. So I had to ask those questions and kind of make sure that all those pieces were taken care of as far as the process. And that was hard. There were times that we didn't see eye to eye, right? HR and, and finance can have their their challenges with one another. So you know, I think that was a great thing about Paylocity. They came back around and they really helped us feel comfortable about some of the questions and concerns that we had. 
That's good. I'm really connecting the dots between like your 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 internal leadership and also your external leadership as you're managing new partners and determining what are those systems and processes that we need to really drive the change that we're working towards. And it's it's a lot of the understanding that you talked about earlier. I hear that, the thoughtfulness, like really taking the time to recognize what are our needs getting feedback on what those needs are from key stakeholders. I mean, what a great way to get buy-in so that even before you go to market with, hey, we need this new system, you all are really clear. No doubt that set you up for success. Absolutely. I was super nerdy about it too because I talked to some oh, some consultants in, in the HR system space and, and got some advice from a couple of different people. I listened to different, you know, webinars and podcasts about systems and tools. And, you know, we looked at some different things and, you know, I, I questioned myself. I'm like, did we look at the right things? Should we look at others? Do we not look at enough? Do we look at too many? You know, so it was, it's a process, <laughs> right? Like it's huge. It's, you know, it's sort of like, figuring out who you're going to marry. I mean, it's it's a little bit like that. And actually, the person that I worked with at Paylocity and I sort of felt like that. I'm like, do we like do I like you? Like should we go out? Should we, you know, that kind of thing. It was sort of a little bit like dating when we went through that. And you know, they they did the right things, you know, just like you do in dating you want to spend time kind of getting to know that other person, asking questions, making them feel special, making them feel like they're heard, like they're their needs are important. And, and they did that. And that was so important to me. And it wasn't, it wasn't about selling. Like, you know, we work with some other companies that were very much into sort of, we're amazing and we're going to give you the hardcore press on, here's what we can do. Here's what the, you know, the competitors don't do. And I'm like, no, no, I, I need you to show me, like, listen to what I'm saying and not only hear what I'm saying, but also hear what I'm not saying. Right. And to kind of bring that back around to me to say, it sounds like you need this, Jill. And so so that's what they did. And one of the things that I loved about that relationship too is we would ask a question and maybe I'm not sure about that. Let me let me ask and get back to you or let me present you a couple different solutions because I don't know if we can do this, but here's what we could do. And so being honest, because I think a lot of time in that sales process, you know, you get people and companies that just want to tell you what you want to hear, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. Or totally that can happen. But it wasn't it wasn't that way, right? It was like, okay, well, maybe we can do this, but let's look at it together because I want to make sure I understand what you're asking us to do. So that made that relationship special and and that's why we went that direction. And it was great. I, I was able to really, I think once we got on, you know, some of those final calls to make those final decisions, I think finance was leaning one the other direction from where I was leaning, but but they were able to really help sell us and sell the team on yeah, this is the right way to go. I had I had probably our CIO and CCO on my side as far as that goes, but there were just a few things that were concerning. But but we worked through that, right? And we walked through each of those pieces to help them to feel comfortable. They tuned in not only to your needs, but the needs of other stakeholders in the organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they were more than willing to set up additional calls, demos, provide additional information, and, you know, kind of reach out to those stakeholders directly, which was great. Um, it made my job a lot easier. And then it, it it helped to kind of form some of that relationship where they felt comfortable in supporting me around that. That's so good. Yay, Paylocity. <laughs> That's so great. What a good story. Well, and such good leadership from your perspective, Jill. 
I mean, the, the thing that I so appreciate about this story is as you've talked about the magnitude of change that you were leading through and all of the different stakeholders, internal and external, the three things that I just hear over and over and over that are such good reminders to any leaders leading through any change are just always starting from a place of wanting to understand. And there's a lot to understand, but taking your time. I hear such thoughtfulness in your approach and that you really took the the time to understand the business and processes and partnerships and the pain points of different leaders at different levels in the organization, the resource needs, like all of it. You took, you took the time to really understand it and, and leveraging the relationships along the way, you know, using that as an opportunity to ask really good questions. You know, as you're seeking to understand, people are feeling like, wow, she really cares about what's happening in my area and really wants to, really wants to know and connect in that way. Not only that, but understanding kind of the why. I mean, I I think people will come on board with the change if they understand why we're doing something and how it can make our lives better, right? I think sometimes people don't know what they don't know and don't know how good it could be until you show them some of that and, and until they trust that you feel like you have the best interests in mind of of the people of their teams and that kind of thing is is very important. Well, and what a great way to get buy in, which is what you were doing throughout this process. And then the other, the third thing I hear over and over and over is the level of communication. You know that that you kept people posted so regularly throughout the process that. And I also heard you talking about like small snippets of information and chunking communication so that people could actually process and get it. Absolutely. That was so important for us. Well, even for us internally to kind of be organized as far as where we were in the process, right? So it was for us, it was like, okay, we have to break this down into things that we ourselves can kind of manage from that perspective and that we can communicate. And so being able to kind of I mean, we would, I, I tried to do very much bullet points in, in like high level detail. And I'm like, okay, we don't need to introduce this yet because we need to take care of this part before we get to that part. And just kind of constant communication. Like we needed visual aids. We needed small snippets and videos to get people engaged because, you know, you have to tell people things multiple times for it to sink in, right? And we knew that and we knew we knew we were going to have questions, right? And we knew we were going to get phone calls and emails. And we knew we knew people would be confused and people would be like, wait, didn't I already do that? Or do I have to do that? You know, so we, we knew we were going to have to come back around multiple different ways. We ended up adding some different things, you know, as it related to like open enrollment, as an example, we realized that, you know, people still had questions. And so we opened up two special segments for, for people to kind of have a call in time to ask their specific questions. Um, we, we went over the benefits guide again and, and did another webinar on that. We, we sent out additional FAQs. I mean, so as we went through the process, we also altered and added to and expanded our communication to meet the needs of our population. And then, you know, we realized too, we realized too, there were things that, you know, if we do this again, or the next time we, we follow up on this, we need, people really have a hard time understanding this piece, or we really need to kind of take some time and focus on these things over here. So we had, we had a lot of learning and, and, and don't get me wrong. We had a lot of auditing and data cleanup and things to do after, and we're still doing some of those things and we're still figuring out the best way to, 
communicate in this new world of work and our, our kind of processes coming out of this sort of change. And so it's exciting, but you know, we kept, we kept the momentum. Um, even though there were a lot of early mornings and late nights, we knew it was going to be better on the other end. That was the thing like that drove my team. And, and and I feel like all of our stakeholders knew we needed something different, right? Like they knew that, right? And so that helped us sort of get through everything, right? Because <laughs> we're like, it's going to be better. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's going to be better on the other side. Yeah, that North Star kept you going in the midst of the challenging moments. That's so good. Jill, thank you so much for sharing your story. So many good takeaways that we can all relate to as we're all leading through change all the time. It is the only constant, isn't it? It is. It really is. If our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Love to connect on LinkedIn. It's Jill. And my last name is Mullins. It's M-U-L-L-E-N-S. I get I-N-S a lot. So E-N-S. But happy to connect. Would love to hear from your listeners. To find out more about how Paylocity works with his clients, please go to www.paylocity.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.